welcome to Out of the Blue from Maize and Brew, part of the SB Nation Podcast Network. The only podcast that has an equilibrium of a recently port-visited sailor. I am Jared Stormer of maizeandbrew.com. With me, as always, is Andy Bailey, my hetero life mate, also of maizeandbrew.com. Andy, you flightless comerant on the Galapagos Islands in the early 1800s. How you doing, my man? I'm doing well, sir. You know, been a nice, tame week. No life-threatening news in the realm of Michigan Twitter. Some actually good news to talk about this time, and feeling optimistic. Yes, spring draft went well, and we want to keep up. Oh, absolutely. It's draft season, my favorite season. Um, not really, because it's mid-April, and it's not necessarily the hot time for sports. I mean, with March Madness and that all concluded and everything, it's kind of off-season news, and the draft is just what you use to get to that next sports season, but I'm here for it. I, I enjoy it nonetheless. How many times have you watched Backdraft this month? Backdraft and Draft Day starring Kevin Costner pretty much on repeat. But I'm also obviously Master and Commander. Yes. Because I called you a flightless cormorant from the Galapagos <laughs> Islands. I was hoping you caught that. Master and Commander is good anytime, not just draft season. But the other anytime. movies like Backdraft, exclusively an April movie. Just to, <laughs> just to put us in the mindset. You're absolutely right, <laughs> Uh, before we get into the draft, a little bit of news, though. Like you said, there is some good news, and that's four-star wide receiver Tyler Morris commits to Michigan. He's a guy that played with J.J. McCarthy uh, for two years and then uh, continued to play with him in a lot of seven-on-sevens in those camps and such. They have a great rapport, number nine wide receiver per 247 in the country. So certainly nothing to scoff at. This is joyous news, and it feels like the youth – on this team, namely J.J. McCarthy is doing a lot for recruiting and really building the culture back up at Michigan. So this is a win across several categories when this team kind of felt like it needed a win desperately. Yeah, it really did. And uh, I mean, wide receivers an area we're doing great at, but when you can get the number nine wide receiver in the country, six foot guy, uh, great speed, sounds like elite ball skills. Um, the the coach uh, that has coached him the last two years, I think, in high school, uh, compared him to a Steve Smith or Larry Fitzgerald. I mean, obviously, let's pump the brakes here, but says he kept his everything, and that rapport with McCarthy is going to be huge, and I have to imagine he'll be uh, one of his favorite targets when that time eventually comes. Yeah, I love his coach's optimism. We might need to spray some water on him, some little set, little settle down juice, like all right, let's. <laughs> Let's let's pump those brakes. Lofty expectations, like well, a favor. Huh? Yeah, it's like on the downside, like at, at the worst, Larry Fitzgerald. It's like oh, <laughs> like, oh, that's his worst case scenario. Larry Fitzgerald's still playing. <laughs> it's like all right, I, I got you, sir. But nonetheless, ninth wide receiver in the class, McCarthyism is taking over, building from the base level as a freshman. Like I, this speaks volumes to what that kid's doing to this program. Look, I'm so deep in McCarthyism. I'm ready to, ready to ban some books and some authors. Yeah, don't wear red around me ever again. Like <laughs> you already know that because that's you know some school in Columbus's color, so it's like it already fits. Yeah, I don't own anything red, so no danger there. But this is, uh, as you said, joyous news for the Michigan football program, and hopefully we can uh, keep this momentum going and get some more information out of spring camp. But for now. It's draft season, my friend. Let's uh, let's get into this a little bit, uh, starting with uh, the recap. We did this in 2019, our first time. I, I, honestly, I think when we first did it, we weren't sure if we were going to continue this or what it was going to be, but we did really well on it. So we yeah. were like, all right, we got we to gotta keep going. Yeah, it was uh, it went shockingly well. I mean, we had video done and everything else, but we had some technical problems, uh, but... 
we draft as we would do it. This isn't a mock draft. We're not predicting what's going to happen because nobody in their right mind should have to live even a second in Dave Gettleman's wee brain, you know. I say that we like controller, not as in size. But (laughs) (laughs) big dude. If this is what we want to do, and like we see the best value of our players and our own evaluations. It's fun and we like to do trades with it and we had a lot of success two years ago. Last year all hell broke loose in the world, so we're back, baby. We're back. I love it. Yeah. And uh, I wish I don't have the numbers here, but if I'm not mistaken, we did two better than Kuiper. We hit like two more than Mel Kuiper did in our draft. Yeah, I believe so. And we had some like really good value late in there with like guys that went in the second round that ended up having success. DK Metcalf. Yeah. yeah, Do you want to run through it a little bit? I mean, just real quick, the 2019 draft, see where we hit. Yeah, it was, uh, we went we went chalk off the bat, which we hit like in the in mocks as well as Kyler Murray, Nick Bosa, Quinn and Williams. And we would have done better for the Raiders. They'd taken Josh Allen, who ended up going to Jacksonville. That was our pick for the Raiders. Yep. Montez Sweat, we had mocked to the Bucks, which wouldn't have been a bad pick. I mean, they, you know, they got Devin White, so that also worked out. <laughs> yes, they did. But Montez Sweat would have been just fine. Jawan Taylor. The tackle would have been good for the Giants. I believe, was this the Danny Dimes pick? Uh, yes. Yeah, this was. Correct. Hawkinson we, to the Jaguars. We did that pick, but we'll okay. see. Okay. Then Hawkinson, we had to the Jaguars at seven. So they, yep, and I believe they took Juwan Taylor, so we were still. They got Josh but, Allen. Or, excuse me. Yeah, yeah, they took Josh Allen. Yeah, yeah, which, good for them. That was the right pick. Yeah, then uh, our biggest miss, Dwayne Haskins to the Chargers. Yeah, I think that was me. Yeah, Ed Oliver to the Bills, which ended up happening. Yep. Devin White to the Broncos. Man, that would have been nice. That was the pick. Yep. Jonah Williams to the Bengals. That did happen. Yep. This is where we got really good. This was also your pick. It was DK Metcalf to the Packers. Yep. Yep, absolutely. And, man, especially with the kind of crap that the Packers organization took – for or got for not taking a wide receiver recently having DK Metcalf with Aaron Rodgers would be nasty yeah and if some of these teams are out of order from what actually happened like I said prior we have trades in our draft as well I'm just not recapping all the activity right 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 all right uh continuing on we had n- number 13 the Dolphins taking Cody Ford I don't know where he ended up he got drafted but yeah yeah he was drafted somewhere but yep Patriots Drew Locke wouldn't be bad point. Yeah, I mean, they'd have somebody there to compete, you know, with Cam Newton right now. And right now they, they don't have that guy. So it might happen tonight in this draft. Yeah. Uh, Brian Burns of Washington would have been very serviceable. He's been great with the Panthers. Solid. I think they're happier with Montez there. Yeah. Andre Dillard with the Panthers. Um, so that was a good pickup for us taking Montez that early and he dropped to 15. So that's another good on us. Yeah. And then uh, Dillard with the Panthers, 17. We had Greedy Williams which via is a, the Browns to the Giants. Which is, uh, yeah, I was going to say, so we were on we were on track there. Yeah. And then uh, Dalton Reisner to the Vikings. I believe he's that's where he solid. went. Yeah, yeah, he's been solid too. No, he went to the Broncos. He's out okay, here. Okay, you're right. Uh, Clellan Farrell to the Titans. This is where he should have been drafted, not number four by the Raiders. Right, right, right. So I think we were better value there. Devin Bush to the Steelers at 20, who ended up moving up to 10 to get him. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, they're happy with what they got from him. The injury is just, you know, that devastated all of us. But uh, we were we were spot on with the team. Yeah, Garrett Bradbury to the Seahawks. He's the one, I believe, that went to the Vikings. <clears throat> yeah, that sounds right. 
A.J. Brown to the Ravens. Go us. Yeah, that's really good. That would have been a much, much better pick. Yep. Uh, Texans, Eric McCoy would have helped him. He's doing great things with the Saints. Yep. Rashawn Gary to the Raiders here. Yep. Would have been Rashawn Gary came on this past season. Like it was nice yeah, to see. I was going to say, absolutely. He had a great year. Chauncey Gardner Johnson to the Eagles. Oh, they would have loved to have Chauncey Gardner Johnson right now. It'd be things would be nice. You know, it'd be nice. Yeah. Yeah. De, DeAndre Baker to the Colts. That's my biggest miss. Yeah, it's it's it's. I mean, we can't we can't hit them all. Can't hit them all. Uh, Nazir Adderley to the Raiders. I haven't kept up with him. Yeah, uh, I had the Lions, and as a Lions fan, I traded back and drafted Noah Fant. I remember so, that. Got some really good value. Nice job by you. Uh, Christian Wilkins to the Chiefs. He ended up going to the Giants, I believe. He's actually playing pretty well. Yep. Irv Smith Jr. to the Packers. Man, we would have loaded that Packers offense. Yeah, up. we went for it with the Packers. Yeah. Then uh, Rams got Hakeem Butler, and the Falcons closed out the round with Dexter Lawrence. Man, I doubt there's any Green Bay fans because we're going to have a lot more Lions fans listening to this. But if there are, they would, uh, they might want to give us a call. Yeah, we'd have them in the NFL. We'd for sure have them in the Super Bowl with DK Metcalf and Irv Smith as those picks. That's yeah. that's dirty. Yeah. It said they spent last year drafting Jordan Love, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll see where it goes in the future. But yeah, I think that we're worthy of the job right now. But that's me. I'm not biased or anything, but I think we're the best. So. <laughs> yeah, so we did pretty good in 2019, but hope to keep that up in 2021. Before we get into it, though, I'd like to take a moment, talk about our newest sponsors, Homefield. We've been with them for a little bit now, a couple seasons, actually. They're out of Indianapolis, and they make the most incredibly comfortable, affordable sportswear brand that's out there right now. And I'm not just saying that, I'm wearing it. If you're listening to us ramble about Michigan athletics, you're probably a Michigan fan, but maybe you're not. And, uh, you know, you should change that and look inward. But we've got you covered, or Homefield's got you covered. Whatever you need, licensed apparel company. And you can get 20% off your first purchase with MNB at checkout at homefieldapparel.com. All right, it's about time, my friend. Let's get into this, and let's go over the rules really quickly. Um, you mentioned a lot of it, like you said, about the format and the sense that we're not trying to get this exactly right. We're trying to do what we would do and get good value and get a player that's going to help the team, which, you know, in 2019 ended up being kind of kind of right on. And, I mean, some of the moves we made would end up being better, so it'll be a fun exercise nonetheless. We're going to take 90 seconds per Trades must be agreed upon and reasonable based on past trades. And we've got the trade evaluator tool brought up. So we'll get something. It'll be close to what they've been in the past. Uh, and we're going to keep trades limited. Trades are usually in the like four to six range in a draft. So we're not going to go too far over that. Probably about two a person. And yeah, anything else I'm missing? No, I think you're good. And like we been saying repeatedly ad nauseum that this isn't a mock draft but a lot of times it's going to line up that way because players that are mocked first are typically the best players in a draft so some things are going to line up that way and other ones are going to be fun like dk metcalf being drafted where he should have been drafted man sucks to be right but that's <laughs> all right uh let's maybe uh, stop patting ourselves on the shoulders and, and get into this thing all right we agreed that since andy had the first pick two years ago i was going to take the first pick this year there will be no drama for the jacksonville jaguars we will not need 90 seconds we're running to the podium trevor lawrence uh there's recently been some talk that maybe zach wilson 
is the better prospect. I am not ready to go there. Um, I do like Zach Wilson's tape a lot, but uh, Urban Meyer, Trevor Lawrence down in Jacksonville, I, I think that that could be something pretty dangerous and annoying. Very annoying. <clears throat> Very annoying. But I have... I've kind of been on the Zach Wilson train as well. Chris Sims has a really good track record of mocking quarterbacks the last five years. If you go back yeah. and look at it, he's not just a Cliff Beatty guy yeah. and didn't has been doing excellent interviews about why he feels this way. So I'm kind of on the Zach Wilson train. I'm glad you went first. So you could take Trevor Lawrence because if I went first, I would have taken Zach Wilson. So with the jets, I'm going pick two Zach Wilson. Okay. I like it. I mean, the competition thing is definitely there. I mean, you look at Trevor Lawrence's competition and what he did in national title games and playoff runs. Um, it's, it's tough to deny that he was doing it against the best of the best, but I like everything about Zach Wilson. So great pick. I think the Jets would be happy with him. Uh, be interesting. The Mormon going to the Big Apple. Can't yeah. Wait. yeah, it's a weird fit. He's definitely not Joe Namath. So that's probably a good thing, though. <laughs> Good thing. All right. Third pick San Francisco traded with Miami via Houston in one of the most draft altering trades that is going to be still playing out next year and maybe even the year beyond in the Laramie Tunsil trade. Uh, but that ended up with San Francisco getting the number third, the number three pick here, which had to be for a quarterback. Um, it, it gets really interesting here. It depends on who you like. I personally think that Trey Lance has the highest upside and I like him a little bit more than either of the next two guys. Um, Justin Fields is definitely the higher upside guy, but man, does he struggle with some accuracy issues and the boy that you just mentioned, Chris Sims uh, did not rank Justin Fields very highly uh, was not very high on him. And based on what Shanahan liked to do in Atlanta, I think he wants a quarterback more like Mac Jones out of Alabama. And that's going to be my pick here. Um, I think the rumblings around that are, are, you know, fairly accurate. And I like the fit of coach and player here. Mac Jones is excellent in the pocket, like outstanding inside the pocket. And he's not just a first read guy. He played, this was his first full season, but even last year watching him play Michigan in the bowl game and Michigan held their own with like a decent defense. And his accuracy is what stands out to me. The kid is just accurate. Like, he does, he's not the sexy-looking prospect. He's not the, the mind-blowing speed. But Mac Jones is just good. And Kyle Shanahan can do a lot with good. Yeah, and I like what Sims said, that his arm strength is every bit of good is every bit as good as Joe Burrow's. So he doesn't get why he's being knocked on that so much. Yeah, just – dude, Chris Sims, outstanding yeah. listen. Outstanding yeah, listen. Good listen. I'm glad you listened to that too because it changed how I feel about some of the quarterbacks. Because, like, you get done and it's kind of like – Am I thinking about everything wrong? Am I questioning my whole life now? Like, what have I been watching? Right. (laughs) So, okay, I'm on the clock. Atlanta number four, and in my opinion, this is where the draft starts. I think we nailed the first three, but I think there could be a snowball effect at this pick. Yeah, I really do, and I'm looking at some of the other teams I'm drafting for, like wondering about asking up. Um, The only one of the teams, Patriots would have to give a call, right? I think they have to. They would have to. There has to be an offer there. They've been aggressive all offseason. Why stop now? Right. Um, but I, I'm going to say that the Patriots are not going to do it, so I'm not going to do it. I think that they maybe should, but I don't think they'd do it here. They might see where Atlanta goes. So <clears throat> Atlanta really needs some help on defense. They could maybe even go young at a quarterback here and start building post-Matt post Ryan. 
So yeah. a lot of options. But for me, when I when I look at players like this and you look back at drafts, I like sure things. Like I, if I know you're going to be a great player, I want a lock. <clears throat> and I don't want to just pass up on that because of one positional need. So I'm going, <clears throat> excuse me, with one of the best players in the draft. I think might be the second or maybe third best player in the whole draft, and that's Kyle Pitts. Great pick. Great pick. I thought about actually trading up for him with some of my other teams. Dude, I was like, they could they could offer up. I mean, I think this could be a spot of a lot of movement for Kyle Pitts because he's that good. Yeah, I would not be surprised if this pick is moved because I was looking there and I was like, man, the Giants at 11 would love to have Kyle Pitts. I'm sure of it. Like yeah, everybody I mean, would love everybody Kyle would Pitts. love have Kyle Pitts. Broncos don't necessarily need him. With they just spent a pick on Noah Fant. Um, but they might move up for a quarterback. Um, all right, good pick. I like that. Bengals here are an interesting situation because I think uh, Sewell, the tackle, makes a ton of sense here. Um, and you would really need a King's Ransom to move out of this, but people are going to offer it here. Um, so I'm going to throw up a trade and see if you are cool with it. Um, New England Patriots are going to offer number 15. They're going to offer this year's third rounder, this year's fifth rounder, next year's first rounder, and a fourth rounder next year to move up to five with the Bengals. No deal. Wow. Interesting. Call I mean, me. Call, call me on the next pick. Okay. All right. I don't think that they would offer much more than that, but I like it. We're wheeling and dealing. I just uh, don't think the Bengals are going to trade down. I <laughs> Sewell would be great here. And if you thought you could get Rayshon Slater at 15, but he might not be available. So my thing is, I think they're going to go, this is our draft, but I think they're going to go playmaker because they just, they signed a right tackle and Jonah Williams is just coming back healthy. So they like, are, but they still need another one. They, they, they need help. I mean, they just signed one in the off season. So it's like, they yeah. have a right coming in. They put Jonah left. It's like, can you sign another guy like this? Or are you going to find another Jamar chase? Like there's a lot they can do with this pick. I, I agree. And this is a tough one, but I think that there are players, Jamar chase is far and away the best, but I think it drops off a lot after Sewell and Slater. Personally, like Your pick? I, this is tough. <laughs> this is a fun one, man. That's how I felt with the Falcons. Like just go with the best guy. I know. I know I'm running out of time here, so I got to figure out what I want to do. Um, I am going to take, Sewell okay I'm gonna take Sewell I think he's far and away the best and uh like like Kuiper said what good is a weapon if he's on his back yep very very fair point I think it's this pick is either going to be Sewell or Jamar Chase one or the other you're absolutely right I think you're absolutely right so okay I'm on the clock at six I feel like the Patriots have a phone call to make Patriots are going to call the Dolphins here at six. I don't think the Dolphins would do this. I strongly disagree. And uh, because the Dolphins are one team that I do follow a little closer, they moved back up to six. Because remember, they traded down with San Francisco and then moved back up to six. I think the Dolphins have been making incredible moves. I don't know why else they do that unless they want to accrue more capital. And again, you're going to hold some dumb team hostage, which isn't the Patriots. It could just be like maybe Jerry Jones is sitting there after, you know, like his third seltzer, like, let's get it. Let's, let's move or something yeah. like that. But if, if the Patriots want to move up, the Dolphins I are think, willing to listen. I think that the Chicago Bears would call here with a King's ransom. Where are the Bears picking from right now? That's 20. That's you. 
I would think that the Bears would call, and I would think that the Patriots would call. The Broncos could call. That's an interesting one. It's a very interesting thought. If this, if the draft falls like this, the Broncos wouldn't need to give up nearly as much because Miami's like, all right, so this is what we're going to do. Patriots are going to make a call. Um, I, you're going to need a king's ransom here, though, from Miami to get rid of Jamar Chase with him falling like that. Oh, yeah, and the fact that the Dolphins are in the same division as the Patriots. And need a weapon. Yep. So, so I, all right, I'll offer the same thing minus that extra fourth rounder. Okay, no. Okay. I, well, <laughs> I thought about it. I was like, I see them moving. I do. I do see the Dolphins moving, but I don't see it being with the Patriots. I thought about it. Same division. It's like Belichick's yeah. not going to pull one over us. No, no, I don't. I don't see that trade happening. Do you have a call to make with the Chicago Bears, though? I, I mean, don't. It, we're gonna. We're riding the Red Rocket. We're riding Andy Dalton, baby. Gross. <laughs> All okay. right. Then make your pick because uh, I think the Broncos are gonna wait and see. Okay, so we are on the clock here. Nothing via Miami. What do we need? We need I mean, a weapon. Let's not overthink this. We could get, we could get we could get cute. We could do whatever we want. Jamar Chase. Yeah, I wouldn't overthink this. I think he's Pro Bowl for a couple of years kind of guy. He's so good, man. If you go just go back and watch the 2019 LSU tape, which is just fun to do in general, but just the separation, his physicality off the line of scrimmage. Oh my goodness. Yeah, um, this is a place where um, the Lions would for sure take a phone call. You'd have to sure. imagine. Sure. But I traded out with them in 2019. Um, but what's the Patriots might try and lowball because people those guys are falling in this draft, both of them. Like I would say the Patriots make a phone call with Detroit Lions at seven. Uh, number 15, third rounder this year. Um, let's give them a fifth rounder this year first rounder next year and josh uche yeah i love it this is my favorite trade i've ever made yeah they they take that you said josh uche to the lions yep i I sure did (laughs) only reason i would see the lions not trading back to 15 is if they don't think they could get like a, an elite wide receiver still. I feel like they go this offense. Is a gamble. This yeah. is a gamble. I would, I, if it were me, I might take Devonta Smith there, but the, we, we have maybe the most barren cupboard of any team in the NFL. And I mean, you already made the one move to kind of jumpstart things. I think that this could help. Now you have three number one picks next year. Yeah, you need to you need to load up on picks. I agree with you there. So it puts the less pressure on one of them because I feel like after the big three of receivers, after Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddle, and Jamar Chase, you drop down to Rashad Bateman, Elijah Moore, Terrence Marshall. It's like, uh, it's like yeah, there, there's, yeah. there's a drop off there. I'd rather, like I said, I'd rather take Nico Collins. He's six four with four four speed, like. We'll, we'll be discussing Nico. Collins. We'll be discussing Nico. We're doing a second round of this next yes. week. So we're <laughs> uh, with the seventh pick, the Patriots are going to take Justin Fields. I like Trey Lance a little more, um, but Justin Fields, I think, has a lot of qualities that Bill Belichick would like. Learning under Cam Newton for a year would not be the worst thing. It wouldn't. It would not be the worst thing. Um, yeah, man, Justin Fields is big, too. Kid is huge. 
Right, right. Absolutely. And I mean, the knock on him is accuracy and like progressions and stuff, but you know, we'll see. I mean, and I like Trey Lance's accuracy a little bit more, but I, yeah. I think one of the biggest things hurting Justin Fields too, is that he's an Ohio state quarterback and who's yeah. the best Ohio state quarterback in the NFL. Right. It, it's been rough for them. And I didn't really like drafting him there, but I'm sending a player from a team I hate to another team I hate. So I'm just kind of putting him. And I brought back a Michigan man out of there. So, so I feel like we all kind of win here, you know? Everybody wins here. Okay. I'm up here with the Panthers. Panthers are an interesting team because they're kind of like one of the best bad teams last year. Like they weren't good, but they could be competitive, do some things. And could go playmaker here, but I kind of like some of the weapons they have. And I think since offensive tackles are at a premium in this draft, we discussed that already. I'd say Rashawn Slater goes to the Carolina Panthers. That's starting to be a popular pick. I like that. It's just like not a super deep tackle class. So got to get while the getting's good here. Yeah. There's a drop off there. Devonta Smith staring you in the face would be awfully tempting uh broncos are in a position where they really don't need a wide receiver but trey lance just fell to the broncos and this is one of the more interesting hypotheticals yeah he's right there wide open drew lock hasn't seemed to really fit in and find his footing yet so it's like do you pull the trigger now or do you wait another year on drew lock and set yourself back i mean because if you're not doing that you're going somebody like patrick certain you know, I, I feel like, and is that really going to change things? Is that going to save the coach's job? You know, there's a new GM there. He really needs to make a splash and new GM, the coach, you know, doesn't necessarily buy into Drew Locke. I think if Trey Lance fell, they would take Trey Lance. I, I would go Trey Lance if I were drafting for them. I would. That's why I, I did it. If I mean, and I'm a semi Broncos fan, so I would be pretty excited about that pick. That's a very solid pick. And for people that don't know Trey Lance or just write him off because he plays at North Dakota State, it's very silly. So I excellent pick. I think it's obviously the next quarterback off the board. Okay, I get a pick for America's team here. <laughs> well, this is easy. Defender, pick a position. We're gonna go for that. And yeah, pretty- Every mock draft you're going to see is Patrick Sertan. Everyone you're going to see is he's going to go here. He's going to go here. I like J.C. Horn better. And Hang we're on gonna... a second. Um, there's a trade request. Oh, is there? The Detroit Lions would like to trade back up. To 10. <laughs> the Detroit Lions would like to trade back up to 10. You'll get number 15. So you're only really going down five spots. So you'll still have like maybe your choice of defenders there. Um, we'll offer you 15. We will offer you uh, one of our two thirds this year, the the earlier one. So it's a better third round pick. And we will offer you a second rounder next year. That is pick 15. Yep. Drop down five spots. Pick up an early third rounder. Uh, what did I say? A fifth rounder and then a second rounder. Three-fifth and a second. That's pretty generous for five spots. Fifth and a third, a fifth and a second. Yeah. Yeah. Second. Yeah, that second's pretty appealing. The Lions that, aren't going to be very good. That second was going to be it. Yeah, we'll, we'll swap. Sweet. Detroit Lions are taking Devonta Smith. There you go. They need, they, they need someone to catch the ball in Detroit. 
absolutely do. And the fact that he was falling a little bit, uh, maybe could have held out to see who went next between him and Waddell. But I like Smith a lot more than Waddell personally. I, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's been weird. Everybody's been obsessed with Jalen Waddell's speed and all of this. And honestly, you give me someone that can scheme an offense like Andy Reed, like I'll take that over a, like a just dynamic, like fast guy. Like he can make things happen. Because we're not doing the Darius Hayward Bay thing when he got drafted like seventh by the Raiders because he was so fast. It's like right. it's pure speed doesn't mean that much. Like Jalen Waddle's way better than him. Don't get me wrong, but give me the scheme god. Give me Devontae Smith, who I think is Marvin Harrison incarnate. Like much safer pick. Yeah, I mean, and he's bigger too, bigger frame. You are the smaller frame, isn't he? No, no, no. What else? Five ten. Devonta Smith just measured in today at six, even. Oh, but like size wise, they're a lot different. What? What? Eh, not that. That's Waddle's one eighty two, and Devonte Smith's one seventy five. Yeah, yeah, but bigger frame, I would think, to fill out a little more for Smith. Anyway, that's that's, uh, that's either here or there. Uh, your pick again. You're back to back. Oh, because uh, yeah, because I traded up with you. You're absolutely right. The New York Giants uh, just got thrown a curveball, but I don't think they'd be too mad to see Waddell fall right there. No, not not at all. Um, if not, let me think. What else could they they could use a corner? Uh, lines, let me be, lines, both lines. Yeah, let me let me let me think about on this for two seconds before I just throw in Waddell because I like him as a prospect. I mean, fine. I can I can kind of vamp for a second. Uh, defensive line, they could use a pass rusher outside of Dexter Lawrence. Offensive line, Andrew Thomas is kind of a bust, but it's too early to say from last season, so they could use some help there. Yeah, that's the thing. They took offensive line first last year. And Slater, the next guy is Christian Darasaw, the next tackle. But to go back-to-back years, I think that you maybe help your quarterback in a different way. And I do think Waddell would make sense here. I think that they'd be happy to have him. You, give him but then they, then they just signed Kenny Galladay. They have Darius Slayton. They, yep, they did. And Slayton's decent, but I think that they would try and load up. And they, have, and they have Sterling Shepard, don't they? So you're going to spend this much on a fourth receiver? Uh, on a fourth receiver that I think will be a key part of it. Yeah, I mean, if not, the value isn't great there. I mean, they just took DeAndre Baker in the first round recently as well, and he was a huge bust. But if it's not Waddell, all right, you talked me out of it. I'll take Patrick Sertan. Okay, as I say, like it could be that or it could be Quiddy Pay. That's another one that's been mocked there. That would be interesting. This would probably be the first place he goes. But I think that, yeah. We'll, we'll talk about Quiddy Pay as this goes on, but you can you can go ahead and, and start picking at 12. Okay. So, 12, Philadelphia Eagles. Um, yeah. A lot to be desired from this team. Arguably the most disappointing team in all of football last season. Mm-hmm. Up there. So, you go... Jay a couple Lever. good options for what they need, though. Like, I feel like they're definitely in the wide receiver corner type market. Let's see, they traded back. They quarterback is definitely going to be up there unless Hertz is your 100% guy, wide receiver, tight end. I think they'd take Waddell here. He played yeah. with their Jalen Waddle. J- yeah. Jalen Waddle. Yeah. I mean, especially with um, what's his face under center. Uh, how have I forgotten his name? He's amazing. Uh, Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Jalen Hurts. Yeah. I think Hertz would love that pick. Yeah. So you are back with the Chargers. Um, Chargers have been getting mocked to tackle this entire time. They don't have a ton of needs on this team for a team that's drafting at 13. Um, a little bit underwhelming for them with how good their rookie quarterback Herbert looked. So I think it makes perfect sense that you 
you uh, draft to protect your quarterback. And one of the top three guys is still on the board in Christian Derisoff from Virginia Tech. So I think that they would take him here because there is a drop-off after that. There's some guys that are still pretty solid, like Jalen Mayfield, still yep. very solid, but not as well-proven as Christian Derisoff. Great pick, just similar to your Cincinnati pick. You protect your asset. He can't can't win games for you on his back. Yeah, that's I'm boring in that sense. Um, but I, I, th- I do think there's some good wide receivers in this class. I really do. There, you know, three because Rashad Bateman's still on the board. Kadarius Tony's still out there. All right, so I'm back with the Vikings. Offensive line needs a lot of help. The defense was not very good last year, so I'm torn between edge rusher and tackle. Do I go with the first edge rusher off the board, which is crazy that it's taken this long, or do I go yeah. with the fourth tackle? And I think I'm going to go pass rusher, and I'm going to go Aziz Aljol. I can't. A jewelry, a jewelry, uh, Ajalari. Yeah, Ajalari. I think I don't know, whatever. Aziz at, with the Vikings, Aziz. the edge rusher from Georgia. He's my favorite edge rusher in the class. I'm sorry, Quiddy Pay. I know it hurts, and I am back to back on this pick. I believe with 15 to Cowboys, we're, right? We're Cowboys, and we're taking our boy J.C. Horn. J.C. Horn. I my like favorite my, favorite corner in the class. He's my favorite corner in the class too. I took Sertan first because I think that they would probably value Sertan over Horn because yeah. he's got the and the ball skills and the tackling. But um, very good pick with J.C. Horn. Uh, Arizona Cardinals. Interesting. Last well, pick. That, that's me again, isn't it? Sixteen. I get. I pop off. Oh three yeah, yeah, yeah. You're back. My bad. Oh man, look. Whoo-hoo, three in a row. Am I trading? All right. Cardinals here. Let me look at the board. Hmm. That's good because I had no idea where to go with the Cardinals. I was like, I didn't research the Cardinals. What is this? Yeah, it's like they need a corner. They they need help on defense. That defense is just not good. They signed a bunch of people over 30, which is always fun. Oh, okay. We're going to keep this nice and easy. It's going to be Caleb Farley, cornerback from Virginia Tech. Interesting. I'm glad you brought that up because I uh, I think Asante Samuel might be my number three corner. I Asante like that. Samuel. Yeah, yeah, Farley's really good, but that I mean, it's an injury concern with him. I mean, and he hasn't played in a long time, plus the injury concern. It's like, well, he was good a year and a half ago. Yeah, it's quick feet, super athletic, 6'2", 210. I mean, he's big. I mean, he's the ideal. And if healthy, the best prospect at corner by a long shot in this draft. But yeah, it's just, I I mean, for for the value pick there, you can at 16, it's not the end of the world if he doesn't hit. But I I think if he's healthy, he's a hit. So, um, all right, man. Well, we're going to take a quick break when we come back. uh, We have got the second half of this draft, and then we will recap what happened and some of our favorite picks before calling it tonight. We'll be back right after this. All right, welcome back to Out of the Blue. We are doing our annual mock draft where we act as the GM, drafted up to the best of our abilities. In the first half of that pod, offensive heavy uh, would be what I'd take away from looking at the uh, the results there. What do you think about the, what we did in the first half there? Anything that you're regretting or you particularly like? What I like is the trade we initiated late from 15 to 10 with the Lions trading back up, having already traded down with the Pats. 
and the Cowboys still getting what I think is the best corner in J.C. Horn at 15 and some extra capital for this year next and allowing your boys to get who they want. Yeah, that would be my favorite trade as well was coming back up for the Lions to still get Smith while picking up draft capital. Giving up a second rounder next year is a little much, but um, with three first rounders, I mean, you can trade back and get more second rounders. So you got quite a bit of capital out of this whole deal and Devonta Smith. So uh, I like it. Just uh, very heavy on the offense there in that first half. It's an interesting trend that teams at the top half of this draft are drafting offensive players and teams at the bottom half, the more successful ones in the regular season, seem to be drafting defensive players. That's true. But um, part of it is, I mean, the top receivers and offensive tackles in this one could be very, very good players. And I think stand a little bit apart from some of the defenders in this. Now, there will no doubt be good defenders. I think J.C. Horn for sure. I think you got a really good one there. Yeah, and quarterbacks as well. You're going to see five quarterbacks taken early. Yeah, most likely. Yeah, I yeah. agree. So, all right, I'm on the clock, sir. Las Vegas Raiders, I think they'd run it to the podium. Micah Parsons, linebacker, Penn State. Um, talk that he might drop because of some maybe character issues. I don't know what's going on there. Um, just going kind of by what I've heard. And But as a player, I mean, he, he's phenomenal, and he'll just pound running backs into the dirt all day long. So very John Gruden hard-nosed player I think they'd love that value here too a great pet project pairing with that young defense of Mad Max Crosby and Jonathan Abram that safety it's gonna be a violent loud team and it's kind of what you think of when you think of the Raiders yeah so I'm for it all right pick 18 I'm back on the clock with the Miami Dolphins went Jamar Chase early at a weapon for Tua and I think you got to go defense here you need somebody to fill a bunch of different gaps to go with the best defensive player available Jeremiah, give me the last name. Uh, Awusu Koromoa, I believe. Exactly, out of Notre Dame. He is a versatile cover hybrid type of linebacker, very similar to his name, Isaiah, um, who plays for the Cardinals now out of Clemson last year. I can't think of his name. Oh, sure. Not Whitehead. Um, or is it? No. Um, yeah, I know who you're talking about, though. I've been Complete stud. This is the future of the position in the NFL, and I think it's the best player available for them on the defensive side of the ball. I really like this pick. Uh, interesting, you and I were high on two of the same defenders there, and maybe a little lower on some other guys. Usu Koromo, like you said, modern NFL, that's a great, great pick for them. And yeah. Dolphins would be happy with that. Um, Tevin Jenkins maybe would have been a guy I consider here or whoever you rate as the next highest offensive tackle. But yep. um, I think it's a decent class of offensive tackles, so some value to be had there later. Good, good pick. Uh-huh. Uh, Washington football team at this point, uh, the way I like to draft, if it were me and I were in a position like this kind of later on, if I could get the best available player at a position of need, um, and it's, it's a premium position, especially since I think this guy could kick out to tackle and so does Kuiper and McShay. So they know way more than me. And that's Elijah Vera Tucker for the Washington football team. Um, he's that USC guard per, perhaps tackle, but he's going to help to solidify things on that offensive line and defense was pretty stout for them. So they need to start building on the, on the offense for whoever they bring in a quarterback next too early. I think to take Mond Davis mills or uh, Trask or any of those guys. So do you like this tackle guard out of USC more than Tevin Jenkins? I do. And I also think that he could play inside or outside for you. Okay. And, um, I, I think there's a little bit of a drop off after Darius saw, but I, I do think there's some still some good tackles. That kid Reduns out of North Dakota, really like him. Okay, no, excellent pick. Because you said you can move him in and out and kind of fill gaps with him, and that's always nice to have that positional versatility. Yep. So, all right, to pick twenty to the Chicago Bears. 
They brought in Andy Dalton. All things are fixed. No more problems. <laughs> right. So, okay. So we can draft a quarterback. Yeah, we can draft a quarterback here, but I feel like, again, we're reaching a little bit early when they can get some value in the second round, maybe trade up. They could trade up from this pick and get their guy if he's in play. But for now, let's get some weapons out there, pair him up with Allen Robinson. Let's bring in Rashad Bateman from Minnesota. You don't have to drive too far to get here. He's a complete stud, great possession receiver. I think he averaged like 19 yards a catch two seasons ago because he sat out this past one. Just a complete stud, and would really help this offense at least take a stride and take some pressure off that defense. Great pick. I've more than once heard the comparison for him of Allen Robinson, so I think that that's pretty apropos. And, uh, yeah, great possession guy, but also very fast. And, I mean, we, we saw him at against Michigan a couple times and didn't necessarily eat our lunch, but, you know, he, he, was, he was definitely an impact guy that you had to watch every time he's on the field. And he definitely ate the lunch of a lot of other Big Ten defenders. Good pick. Um, uh, for Indianapolis, I think I would take the guy – uh, it, they might run this up to the podium. It, it might be that kind of a pick, but Terrence Marshall, the LSU wideout, um, I like him and Bateman both a lot, very similarly. I had Marshall a little bit higher for whatever that's worth, but I like both those picks. So I think Terrence Marshall to the Colts. T.Y. Hilton is just, he's just too long in the tooth, man. It's, I mean, he's, he's had a great career, but he just can't be relied on anymore. It's crazy because I believe he's only like 32 or 33, but he's just so injury prone. Yeah, but I mean, it feels like he's been there forever. NFL trivia fact. Jerry Rice has like 9,000 yards or something after the age of 40. Something ridiculous. Mm-hmm. What other NFL players have catches after the age of 40 in the in NFL history? One's There's Tom only Brady. two. One's Tom Brady. One is Tom Brady. Yeah, I don't know what the other one is. Probably. Brett Favre. Brett Favre. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> you say there's just been like a couple players. Just speaks to the short, the very short shelf life of wide receivers and hence why you're bringing in some youth here yeah i think they need to do it and carson wentz i mean you're you're taking a big roll of the dice here on that guy so help him out a little bit yeah Mm -hmm. all right 22 the tennessee titans Uh, both starting corners are gone johnu smith is gone Corey davis is gone so a lot of holes to fill here they signed janoris jenkins from the saints but i believe you have to fill that second spot with somebody more than serviceable so you go with Greg Newsom, the second out of Northwestern, one of my three favorite corners in this draft as well. So I think it's a great pick for them. He slides right in to play the other side. That's a good pick. Um, there's a couple guys I like a little higher than him. Him takes good. He looks like a bulldog, but that's why I like DeAndre Baker and I got burned on him. So this could be some like, he reminds me of DeAndre Baker, the, the yeah. college film. And maybe I'm just correlating those two things for no good reason. <laughs> Probably going to be a good player. So. Fair. Your, hey, your guy's still on the board if you want him. Uh, I don't want him here. I think that this would be a run to the podium pick for sure. This is a big drop for our boy. I do not think it will happen that much on this day. Um, I don't know why we sometimes do this to Michigan players on this podcast, but it just happens that way. But uh, Gary, we drafted higher than he ended up going. Yeah, and we definitely drafted Chase Winovich higher. And we definitely drafted Chase Winovich higher. Um, we're just not as high on Quiddy Pay as we are on Chase Winovich because we didn't see as much of it. But obviously, the physical traits are there. And, um, I mean, he was very impactful at times and not a guy that could be really singled. Um, and this is a guy whose film, you know, we've seen quite a bit of. Not much from last year because I hate watching last year's film. Um, doesn't exist it doesn't exist um but he just like like Rashawn Gary needs to develop a little bit more to his arsenal than just 
out, you know, powering guys, but this is a guy that can help against the run as well. This is a guy that's pretty stout against the run right now. So I think his floor, even if he's just a run stuffer, his floor at the 23rd pick is, is great. And his ceiling is the highest ceiling of any pass rusher. So uh, quitty pay at 23. And you get to pair him up with Quinn and Williams with the Jets. So it's a nice fit there and kind of work on both sides of the ball here. No, good pick. I, I'm, you know, I'm one of the, I'm not a believer in Quiddy Pay. I'm a Quiddy Pay atheist, but I, I hope he does well, man. This is a fall far from him. I, I, I would be shocked if it goes this far, though. Yeah, I mean, I thought about him at 17 for the Raiders, but Micah Parsons happened to be there, so. Yeah. Okay, I'm on with the Steelers. If the Steelers draft a receiver, just go ahead and pencil him in as an all-pro for 20 years because nobody drafts receivers better than the Steelers. True. And, but Ben Roethlisberger is getting old. He's going to play this season, but I think it could be his last one. And here you're going to get a reach. We're going Kellen Mond because Mason Rudolph ain't it, baby. Kellen Mond's going to come in, sit for a year behind Big Ben, and he's going to have some weapons to throw to after that. Whoa, he shakes up the draft at That's... 24 if we have Steelers fans. and we That we probably do. They're everywhere. Everywhere <laughs> I've ever lived, they're Steelers Very fans. true. I'm, I'm, I'm very sorry if this offends you. I'm very, I like Kellen Mond. I blame Chris Sims. <laughs> but yeah, sitting for a year for him to come in to have a franchise quarterback after that with a value pick at 24, come on. Uh, just so you know, if the, if you are fans, Steelers fan, Chris Tim said that he reminds him exactly of Dak Prescott. So if you could get Dak Prescott at 24. Exactly. So if you believe in this guy to be the future and you can groom him, absolutely. I mean, Chris Sims has the best track record of anybody on this. So, Yeah, with a very pro Chris Sims podcast. <laughs> yeah, apparently, just as of tonight. That's a new thing. <laughs> It's a very new thing. Um, man, that's, I mean, there's a lot of ways you could go for the Steelers. Like offensive tackle would, would kind of make sense. And then maybe uh, you know, try and move up or something in two or move back here to early two to see if you can snag Mons. But if he's your guy, you take your guy. Yep. That happens to be the fact of the matter. Tra- Travis Etienne or Najee Harris would have been pretty awesome here. Yep. Absolutely. I just, I'm, I don't know. Those, honestly, that's a great place to go. Like I'm just so like ingrained in me not to draft a running back in the first round because like you can find value all over the place on the cheap. So it's like, yeah, I could wait, but yeah, I either, I, I think they could go running back here because James Conner hasn't been the guy they thought he would be. I think ETM would be nasty in Pittsburgh. He would be. I mean, I was looking at that and I, I mean, I thought about him a couple different places there, but like you said, I mean, it seems, it just seems wrong to take a running back in the first round now with like, you see the shelf life and yeah. you can have a really awesome, like couple, three years of one. It seems yeah. how it is, but it's the, the, the days of Ladanian Tomlinson are over. <laughs> yeah. You, you, if, and if you have your franchise quarterback in front of you, you take him like it's yeah. simple. I mean, even Saquon Barkley, who everyone said, well, he's the next one like all right well then he gets injured and then what have you done i mean and that could happen to any player but yeah. running backs it's it's just a little bit more of a liability the last three drafted in the believe the top five were saquon fournette and ezekiel elliott right and before that trent richardson yeah so it's like this is why you, you don't reach on these like we're later in the 20s so we're being responsible but still like a little weary here yeah yeah understandable um i'm i'm up at uh, 25 with the Jaguars here via the Los Angeles Rams. And this could be a spot where Etienne Najee Harris could potentially find themselves to help the new quarterback. Tevin Jenkins could help here. Um, I really like Trevon Morig out of uh, TCU right here as well. Um, however, 
man, I, I think that when I'm a big fan, obviously you can tell from the way that we've both drafted, I think you're kind of the same way of helping your young quarterback. Yep. Um, so right here, I would probably go with two seconds. Let me see if that's, oh man, that's a little too early for that. Their rookie running back last year was a stud. Yeah, exactly. James Robinson, I believe, is his name. Yeah, so that that I don't like that for them. I think if anything, Tevin Jenkins, if you're trying to help your your young quarterback, it's just not a pick that excites me too much. Um, I like Dylan Reduns from North Dakota State more, but I'm going to trust the evaluators and go Tevin Jenkins. There you go. Just like you said, this has been the theme of your draft: is protect your quarterback. Yeah, and I mean, what what's the point? You're going to spend all this money, and I mean hook all of your futures to this guy. You got to help him out as best you can. Yeah. Face of the franchise isn't too pretty when it's bloodied up on the sidelines. Amen, brother. Okay. Cleveland Browns. This is fun. This is is fun. I wanted these guys. This is a lot of fun. You can go a lot of different options here. I'm going defensive. Although they just signed Jadavian Clowney. Not a big Clowney guy. Just haven't been. He produced all of zero sacks last year. So shout out to him. I'm going to go with one of my five favorite defenders in this draft. That is Jalen Phillips out of Miami. Ooh, okay. All right. A, I like that. A 6'5 stud. I feel like you can get higher value on pass rushers here than you could. I think we are on our fourth corner at this point, maybe. And you have Greedy Williams coming back. You already have uh, oh, who's the other Denzel Ward there. You get Grant Delpit coming back healthy. They signed uh, James... John Jones, not not John Jones, James, something like that. A very James John Johnson. That's who it is yeah, from the Rams. Stud. So I want to build toward the front seven. I think Jalen Phillips is an absolute just get right here. This is one you just run. Take him right now. I I agree. I was actually like, oh, I like Zayvon Collins or Jamin Davis there. Um, but I think that there's three clear top pass rushers in this: Ojalari, Pay, and Phillips. As far as yeah. they're feeling. Like, I know you're not as high on Quiddy Pay reaching that ceiling, but there's no denying you agree Pay has the high ceiling. Correct. Yes. So does Phillips. So, yep. um, and I think after that, then you're just taking guesses on guys like uh, Carlos Basham and stuff in later rounds. And you're like, well, hopefully this one hits, but they, there's going to be a lot of busts out of those guys. Yeah. I felt much more sure about this one there. So it's like, yep, go ahead, put him in there. It's like, he's safe. He's a stud. If he drops this far, just like Micah Parsons, just run. Yeah, absolutely. And there's still some good linebackers I like later on, like Jabril Cox from LSU. So I like that pick a lot. Yep. Um, Ravens uh, kind of got put in a bind here because I'm sure they wanted to go wide receiver, but really have been it's been picked clean <laughs> up to this point. Um, they could be, you know, theoretically a team that might want to move up for a target. I mean, how much would they love Kyle Pitts? But can be a little too rich for their blood. Um, still some guys in the secondary that I like. Um, still some really good linebackers, but they happen to be set there. Christian Barmore's still on the on the board. Um, man, this is tough. The Ravens, I mean, they actually have a little few more needs than you might think. All right, uh, this guy's this guy's fall ends with me right here, I think. Let me just make sure there's nobody else. Yeah, it's Trevon Moore. I got a TCU. I really like this player. I don't know much about him. Fill me in. Uh, Morig, man, he's got really great ball skills. He's not super big, but he's just like pit bull type player. And that's the kind of guy that I like. Definitely will tackle for you, but also like with those ball skills, super high ceiling, like could be like Eric Berry esque ceiling for a littler guy. So not, 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 not as high. I don't think he'll ever be like that big lay the wood guy. 
that's still a great pick out of TCU with Gary Pat- Gary Patterson, who's arguably one of the best defensive coaches in all of college football. So you know he's going to be well prepared and disciplined. So no, great pick there. And the Ravens need the help in the back end. Yeah, this is actually a sneaky good safety class. I think there's four good safeties, and this guy though he's a cut above. So that's that's pretty far for him. I think I've seen him as high as like in the early teens. Oh wow. Okay, so the Saints need some. Saints need some help. More help than you'd imagine. Drew Brees is gone, but it looks like Jameis, so they're going to be trying to eat some W's next season. Lost their other starting corner, lost a starting pass rusher, and Trey Hendrickson, one of the sneaky most productive in football. So I feel like you got to go defense here. they got enough shiny toys, and Sean, and Sean Payton's innovative enough to get the most out of the offense. So I'm going to go with Jason, is it Oway out of Penn State? Oh, my first pick I hate. Really? He had zero sacks last year. Tell me, how is he that good if he had zero sacks? And his alleged 4-3 time was at the pro days, and they were sending out absurd pro day stats for everyone. Like Micah Parsons also Mm -hmm. 4-3 because they weren't holding the combine this year. So I'm not buying his stats for A, and I'm not buying those, those measurables B. You be nice then. His mother listens to this podcast. I'm hearing you. <laughs> I okay. doubt it. So <laughs> college football production, it doesn't always, and a lot of times does not translate directly to the NFL. This kid's measurables are off the charts. I think he's going to fit in perfectly with this team. You're going to play next to Cameron Hayward, learn the ropes. It's going to be, uh, I think he'll fit in just fine. I don't get too worried about it. And you get paralysis by analysis and digging into too many things. This kid's a stud athlete. They need help all over the front seven of his defense. Let's, let's go. I was ready to just let it go and move on, but uh, it was not on the charts because it didn't happen in real life. He has not run a 4-3. That was all from the Penn State Pro Day, A. And B, how are you going to hate on Quiddy Pay, our good, dear, sweet friend, Quiddy Pay, while maybe he did wear a bra <laughs> once on social media? You only against him because he didn't produce more. His production was like six and a half. No, it was like 600%. I was going to pick him here, but you stole him from me. So you made me go to Happy Valley. I'm not very happy to be there. No, Jason Oway. Can't wait for that pick to tank out. (laughs) All right, DeAndre Baker. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I've won DeAndre Baker. Jay Metcalf absolves me. Fair point. (laughs) Yeah, and since in the world I live in, my next pick, the Green Bay Packers, would have DK Metcalf. Uh, they wouldn't need to draft a wide receiver here. But uh, once again, like, they could really use a wide receiver again. But the value here, I don't like, like, with who we've already taken. Like, because my next favorite wide receiver is Nico Collins. I like Deami Brown out of North Carolina. This seems too early. Um, do it. Do it. <laughs> do it. <laughs> to, to, to take him? Yeah, oh, let's go. It's our podcast and Nico Collins is not in Mel Kuyper's top 10 and he's going to he's going to eat that one because Nico Collins is pro ready. Look how good DPJ was and DPJ wasn't like nearly as ready for the pros as Nico Collins is. I don't know what people are evaluating but at 6-4 and 4-4 speed that I mean he bodies you. He uses his body. He separates. He grabs the ball with his hands outstretched with that big frame. Like that's Alshon <laughs> Jeffrey. I'm getting you Alshon Jeffrey. I've now given you DK Metcalf and Alshon Jeffrey Packers. Like what more do, do you, you want? Do you watch football? Okay. 
<laughs> like, yeah, like we were saying with Jason Owe, like, oh, no, he, trust me, he's really good at football. Really? Then why wasn't he good? And if Rico Collins isn't good at football, then why yeah, was he why, good? Why wasn't he good? Where's this at? Yeah, that's Packers, don't screw this up. Alan Lazard's like your second best receiver, so. Yeah, I mean, look, when we when we sink our teeth into a pick, we said Winovich made Called sense it. in the late first round. That brings me to my next point. Chris Evans. No, I'm kidding. Let's <laughs> <laughs> just finish it out with Michigan this guys. This is how it's going to go. This isn't a prediction. This is a spoiler. Okay. This is a spoiler. Pick 30, the Buffalo Bills, a team that everyone's kind of fond of because they, they did things the right way. They built it up. They drafted and added some pieces here and there. It's a, just an easy team to root for because the Bills have been terrible – Pretty much since I can remember football. I don't remember the early 90s. I was hanging out in diapers. So <laughs> I'm going to go with a, another pass rusher here. Their front seven needs some help. Their back end is actually very good. Headlined by Tredavious White, one of the best corners in football. And I'm going to go with Gregory Rousseau. I think I'm pronouncing that right. R-O-U-S-S-E-A-U. It sounds French. I don't normally trust the French. <laughs> uh, I think it's Rousseau. But nonetheless, you're right to not trust the French. It's maybe it's because I watched Saving Private Ryan too many times. It got added to Netflix. But you know, I don't know why it just stood out to me. But this kid's a monster out of Miami. He is six seven, six yeah. seven two. Is he six two eight of two sixty five? So he's lean. But it adds some versatility on the edge. He's a raw athlete that can kind of move around that line and play with Ed Oliver, who hasn't developed quite the way I thought he would. But no. I love this kid a lot. I love his potential and his upside. It's been a big word with the pass rushing class here. And I think this is what you go with. Yeah. Yeah. You seem to definitely like that. And I know it is highly valued in NFL circles uh, with Rousseau. If I'm not mistaken, he had to take like a year off of football and like medically retire transfer to Miami had that breakout season and then sat out last season. So it's based on like one year of football when he was like 19, um, so it's, it's, it's an interesting one, but I mean, like you said, at this point, you're drafting for upside. That's why I, I reached and I am air quoting right now for Nico Collins. Cause I'm like, well, he's the biggest guy, but he's just as fast as Diami Brown. He's not as fast as Tutu Atwell, but he weighs 149 pounds. And he's, why would you take that guy over Nico Collins? It, it makes no sense. And if Rousseau was, you know, if, I mean, if he was hundred percent health, like a normal prospect with just that, that his 19 year old tape as his most recent tape, he'd arguably a top 10 pick, but this is definitely a you're reaching here. This is a very risky pick and you're doing it on the upside, but yeah, I like it a lot for the bills. They're a team that can afford to take some chances. Yeah. Uh, a team that can't take as many chances as you might think for a team that's been in back-to-back super bowls and won one of them is the chiefs drafting at 31, just the way that their roster kind of shook out this year. They have more holes than you might imagine. Could use a tackle, interior offensive line, could definitely use a tackle. Yeah. Um, they need a wide receiver. Uh, they could use a linebacker. There is some value at linebacker here, and I still like some of the guys on the board. So I am going to go with – Ooh, go ahead and give me – Give me Zaven Collins. That's been your boy. You've mentioned him at least two or three times. I like him, but um, I didn't know really much about Jamin Davis until he's been talked about recently. And I'm like, oh man, there's like some pseudo Josh Allen in, in Jamin Davis. I really didn't want to be wrong about him, but I've been, Zaven Collins has been my boy for a bit. 
I think he could be like a better pass rusher than a lot of these guys. It's a great pick. You have you you need some help on defense. Definitely need help on the offensive line as well. I I like the value here for him in the middle. I don't think he can drop out of the first round. Yeah, I mean, there's still some really good linebackers in him and Davis there. Um, there was, yeah, just the way that it fell here, and you put a premium on some some pass rushers there for sure, where I might have – I would have definitely taken Zayvon Collins or Jamin Davis over Jason Owe or Gregory Rousseau. Don't you talk about Rousseau. I li- Rousseau's my guy. Jason Owe, I'll hear the argument. I'm just – All right. Yeah, and plus he played for Penn State, which is kind yeah. of – yeah, but – Okay, yeah. the rich are getting richer at the last pick. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the first team to ever win a Super Bowl and return all 22 starters. <laughs> Best of luck, NFL. So where do you go here? Do you pick out a flaw here? you pick out a flaw there? We're kind of cherry-picking and building for the future. And Dominican Sue is very old in the tooth, still very productive. This defense is still very productive. So you go with the best defensive tackle in the class and Christian Barmore. I love that pick. So, Probably too far for him to fall. Uh, we really put a premium on some other uh, positions. That's a great pick for That's them. A, plug him in right there. He gets to learn from some awesome pass rushers like Shaq Barrett, JPP, and Dominican Sue. So, uh, Vidi Vea, like, oh man, Christian Barmore here is just the richer getting richer, and Todd Bowles' defense is going to be even better next season. Yeah, that's a mean pickup for them, and the fact that he fell that far. I mean, there's a couple guys like that have fallen, and since you don't need much, everything seems like such great value. Yeah, it's it's always nice to you know just have to just pick for fun. It's like, hey, who do we want to add? Come on, who, who do we want here? I mean, you know who'd be fun? What if we just got Christian Barmore and put him next to Indomitian Sue? Wouldn't <laughs> that That'd be cool? Fun? Just kind of rotate him in to keep him healthy all season, so we go win another Super Bowl. Ah, yeah. oh, that's great, man. All right, let's uh, recap it real quick before we let's call it. run through it. All right. With the first overall pick, I took Trevor Lawrence. I think that will, I mean, certainty on that one, let's say 99.99. Yeah, that's a yeah lock as far as locks get. Uh, New York Jets, Zach Wilson. I also think you can lock that one in. I feel good about my San Francisco Mac Jones call. I'm sticking with it. I think that's what Kyle Shanahan wants. Whatever Kyle Shanahan wants, he gets. So <laughs> Atlanta Falcons, Kyle Pitts, arguably one of the two best players in this draft, regardless of position. Yeah, um, they have so many needs, but I, I mean, love that pick. He is an absolute stud. Um, I took Panay Sewell uh, to the Bengals. I really like that pick. Maybe not the sexiest thing. Jamar Chase would have been sexy there, but you, I mean, Burrow went out last year due to injury because he took so yeah, many. The hits. king of BDE. We got to keep him upright. <laughs> Number six, the Miami Dolphins. They need a playmaker for Tua. You could also go Rashawn Slater here, but I think they're going to add Jamar Chase. Yeah, I think Jamar Chase, they would run that up to the podium. Uh, Patriots, here's where things got interesting. The trade, New England Patriots uh, traded up with the Detroit Lions at number seven to get Justin Fields. Um, They didn't have to give up too much. They lose a first rounder next year, a third rounder this year. Uh, They didn't mortgage their future necessarily. And they're a team that likes to move back a lot in later rounds. So I could see them moving back a lot and grabbing a bunch more fifth rounders to fill in. Um, and then you get Justin Fields, which uh, maybe that's their guy. Maybe it's not, but it's pretty good value at seven. Yeah, and it's definitely something to build on better than Jarrett Stidham. So there you go. Exactly. <laughs> Number eight, Carolina Panthers, an easy one. Need to solidify that line. Rashawn Slater, second best tackle in the class. I give that a 65% confidence of that pick. Oh, I like that good. pick. Good. And then you got uh, your boys. Uh, yeah, the Broncos took Trey Lance cause he fell. And I like, I think Trey Lance's upside blows drew locks out of the water. 
and I'm not necessarily sold on Drew Locke and uh, new GM in there. And that GM did not pick Drew Locke. That was a John Elway guy. So, and John Elway does not have a good track record. So, I think if it, if he's there, they'd take him. Or they are you concerned out. he has two first names? <laughs> not until you <laughs> mentioned it. Now it's kind of glaring at me. I can't look away. And at yep. pick ten, we had our favorite trade of the um, draft as I the Cowboys yep. were on the clock and the Detroit Lions moved back up to ten. Yep, that was my favorite pick for sure. Best move of the draft, and it worked out for you too. But um, and then at eleven, that's where I had the back to backs, and I took uh, Patrick Sertain to the Giants. Which I think if he's there, that's that pretty might be yep. the pick. Feel pretty. I think prepared. so. I, you were gonna go receiver here. I talked you out of it because I was like, man, they got a lot of they're paying a lot of receivers already. So work on that defense a little bit, and it's do or die for Danny Dimes. Yeah, well, if Jalen Waddell goes there, I get like an asterisk. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. I'll give, I'll just give you a hug or send you something. At, at pick twelve, the Eagles, you got to get weapons. It's Jalen Waddle right here. Don't think about it. Just get it. They'd run that one up, I think, if yeah. he's still there. Uh, the Chargers take Darisaw because of Slater going earlier than anticipated. Um, this is where things get interesting, and we're kind of just guessing that there'll be a run on offensive yeah, tackles. It's, it's going to happen. I mean, it's what the second highest paid position in football for a reason. And I had a run of three picks in a row here at the Vikings getting Aziz Algeri, my favorite pass rusher out of Georgia. 15 of the Cowboys in the trade. I picked up J.C. Horn, my favorite corner in it. And the Cardinals, Caleb yep. Farley, my second favorite corner in this. Or third favorite, it's like Sertan better. But Caleb Farley to the cor- uh, Cardinals. I like all those picks. J.C. Horn, man, you and I both like what he brings. Stud. Just an attitude like a Chauncey Gardner Johnson. Like he's absolutely going to give your team a whole different yep. attitude. Um, second half there uh, came to me and the Raiders with Micah Parsons sitting there, get a steal in this. We'll see if he lasts to 17, but I, you'd run that. Yeah, up. Character concerns. The only reason he falls this far, the ideal Raider. Um, pick 18 to me, the Miami Dolphins. They addressed Jamar Chase early on. They could go tackle here, but I think you want to go ahead and solidify that defense. And pick for me was jeremiah give it to me there it is (laughs) arguably my favorite defender in all of this draft class especially in the front seven i think it's a steal for him he can plug and play all over the place yeah that's a great pickup that was one of my favorites of yours uh 19 washington football team took elijah vera tucker which is a pick that i am still pretty happy with there he might not even be there that long they think he could be if he can play tackle he'd probably be a really good one because he's super versatile and Real strong. Elijah dude. with an A. It's kind of a flex. Um, yeah. <laughs> pick 20, the Bears, God only knows. I think they're going to add a playmaker in Rashad Bateman. They're probably going to reach for a quarterback here knowing the Bears. They did once trade up to draft Mitch Trubisky number two. So don't be surprised at anything that happens here. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised you didn't go Mon since you took him later, but you liked Mon more for the Steelers reaching than the Bears. I reaching. did. I feel like he can sit with like the Steelers are a smarter franchise. Like they could add the running back here, but it's like ah, they can get that value in the second round if they want to move up, and they can sit Mon here and bring him in behind Roethlisberger. The Bears don't know which way is up at quarterback since Andy Dalton is starting. And I've seen, yeah, it's so hard to predict where teams are going to value quarterbacks after you get past those guys everyone's kind of sure on. Like, then it's like, all right, who do you like more, Kyle Trask or Davis Mills or Kellen Mond? Like, who knows? Yeah, I just I don't trust anybody named Davis. 
No, no, certainly <laughs> not Davis Mills. Not that one. Um, yeah, so uh, Rashad Bateman, though, I like that pick. Then uh, Colts followed up with Terrence Marshall, which I think would be a real solid pickup for them. They they could definitely use a receiver at some point. Terrence Marshall will probably go down in history as the most overqualified third receiver in football history. I don't know how you track that, but he was playing behind Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's tough to say. Let's see what happens with Devonta Smith and Jerry Judy and all these other guys. I mean, that was pretty rowdy. Yeah, that's going to be the conversation at the next level. Um, Pick 22 for the Titans. I went with a cornerback out of Northwestern, Greg Newsome. Really solid player from a great defense last year. I just think it helps replace the loss of the Dory Jackson, Malcolm Butler. Yeah, I'll have to watch some more tape on him. Uh, For me next, uh, Quiddy Pay, the, the slid stopped. For the Jets, which would be this would be a great pickup for him. I mean, giving him a chance there where there's not a ton of expectations right out yep. of the gate, you know, because he could use a year, you know, to get get his footing there. But I think that they'd be really happy with this pickup. And a lot of people have him have him as the top rated pass rusher. So value wise, you get the top rated pass rusher at twenty three. That's out of control value on the whatever value chart we were There's using. There's no way he's dropping this far. But you and I have just watched him too no. closely to just kind of feel that much better about it. Still tremendously high upside tremendous probably the highest in the class as far as pass rusher is concerned for sure next pick for me this is when it got real fun because yeah. me come on who wants to just be lame and draft a center pittsburgh steelers here they need to build for the future roethlisberger's got one year left in the tank you can learn from an experienced system a guy who's done it with a lot of weapons like chase claypool around him so you go kellen mond if you believe you have your franchise quarterback here, you draft him. You don't draft him if it's Jordan Love and Aaron Rodgers has seven years left. But when Roethlisberger's on his way out, you don't want Kyle Rudolph taking the reins of this offense. He's not good at doing much except inciting fights. So you go Kellen Mond. Mason Rudolph, and uh, I can't stress this enough, ain't it. <laughs> he ain't it. I cannot stress how much Mason Rudolph isn't it. So yeah, they got to grab a quarterback and uh, yeah, I mean, we're both Sims pro Sims on this podcast and he says he's the next guy and he likes him almost as much as fields. So yeah, he likes Kellen Mond as his fourth rated quarterback ahead of Lance and fields. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. He loves him. And he's been pretty good about this stuff, man. He called, uh, no, he didn't call Prescott, but he's called a bunch of, he he was definitely the guy clamoring for Mahomes, So that really helps him and Josh Allen. Yeah. And and he had Lamar ranked highly as well. So yeah, Lamar. Yep. So he's, he's been spot on in the last couple of years. Baker. Yep. yep. So you, yep. Good call. Uh, Kellen Mond, I took Tevin Jenkins. Uh, the philosophy, you got to help your quarterback. Uh, yeah, this has been your theme. It's got to keep him upright. Excellent pick. Keep Protect the franchise. Trevor Lawrence, so great move. Urban Myers. How do you think Urban Myers is going to be as an NFL coach? This is a much longer podcast, but. Probably good, <laughs> which is really frustrating. But it'll be interesting to see what he's trying to run. I mean, he's bringing a pro-style quarterback, and that wasn't necessarily the type of offense that he wanted to run in college. So I'll be very interested to see how he how he like wants to play this and how he adapts to the more pro-style I wish game. nothing but failure upon him. <laughs> yep, I agree. But I, I did live in Jacksonville for a while, and the team, while or the town, while grungy and completely insane, could use a winner. <laughs> That, yeah, that's fair. All right, 26, Cleveland Browns. This was a fun pick. The defense needed some help. Went with absolute stud Jalen Phillips. 
that was a good one. I think that, yeah, his upside, I think, is like a lot easier to buy into than some of your later picks. Uh, 27, the Baltimore Ravens took Trevon Morig, uh, one of my favorite players in the secondary in this whole draft class. I would not be surprised if he's gone before this. Just kind of depends on where the premium is being placed. All right, next pick. Jason away has a lot of good measurables for the Saints. You're not going to say another word, but move on to pick 29. Go. <laughs> uh, 29 is where I had a little fun, and the Green Bay Packers uh, have been the recipients of my good drafting for them now for two years in a row. And because they didn't take DK Metcalf when I told them to, and they took whoever they took that year, it wasn't Jordan Love. It was like some center or something. <laughs> Um, so I went and got the guy that I think has the next highest upside as a receiver. And uh, you know how you were saying with Quiddy Pay, we're too close to it. That can work both ways. Um, and it might be happening here with Nico Collins, but I just don't get what the knock is. I, and I, I mean, if a player is good, you draft him. And I, we could spend a whole podcast talking about this pick, but I'm just going to let it go. I'm riding the pick. Thank me later. Packers yeah, they fans. should have listened last year. You suggested DK Metcalf or two years ago, but you know what? They didn't. So yeah. let's make up for it. Yeah, but I do. I hate a Michigan guy going there, but he's got Rashawn Gary to keep him company. Exactly. I mean, yeah, it'll be good. All right. Pick 30 for the Buffalo Bills. I went with a project here. It's a reach. It's a very risky pick. It has a low floor, but a tremendously high ceiling as well. It's Gregory Rousseau out of Miami, the six, seven pass rusher. An absolute freak. And if he hits, he's going to hit big. Yeah, yeah. I know you like his upside. Uh, drafting for these high upside guys uh, lately, I mean, Taco Charlton was one of them, where they're like, man, he's long and lanky like Julius Peppers. They just don't come around. They've mostly all missed. Um, most of these guys that are built like this and have like one year where they flash at a college level because they're so much longer than everyone else. Um, I would have loved – Christian Barmore, Zayvon Collins, Jamin Davis here. And that defense just gets an absolute punch in the face. I mean, that would be nasty. Uh, but you're right. If he hits, it'll be big. But they just don't have a great track record right now. All right. To you, Mr. Um, Kansas City. 31 Kansas City, I think, would love to have Zayvon Collins in that defense. Or Jamin Davis, whoever you like more. Either one of those guys at this point in the draft. Those guys could be studs. Super high upside on yeah. both of them. This team has a lot of holes after last season to address, cutting I both know. tackles. I mean, so, yeah, but with it, I mean, what tackle do you reach for now? I mean, it's it's you're into the Mayfields, Liam Eichenbergs, and Samuel Cosmes of the I mean, world. If Jalen Mayfield goes there, that'd be pretty cool. That would be cool. That would be cool. I definitely thought about it, but with Nico Collins, I'm like, man, I'm gonna be yeah. a homer. All right, last pick. The rich got richer. Christian Barmore, the best interior defensive lineman in the draft, falls all the way to 32. Probably won't happen. But if he is here, he is going to be a complete home run for the Bucks. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, this is an amazing pick. And anyone they would have gotten with, once again, I mean, they don't need an interior linebacker. But They don't need a draft. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> they don't need <laughs> They can sit this yeah. one out. Yeah, it's ridiculous how loaded they are. But, uh, brother, this was a lot of fun. Um, before we go, do you have a favorite pick? Least favorite pick? Yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to ride that Jason. You just wait, you, you just wait till he hits. You better hope. <laughs> One of my favorite picks is uh, Jeremiah. Give it to me. Owusu to, Koromoa. You should probably learn how to say his name. If you like I should him call so him much, J-O-K. He is. is that, wow. That kind of rolled. Yeah. J-O-K with the Miami Dolphins at 18 is one of my favorite picks as is Christian Barmore being pick 32. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. I like uh, Trevon Morig to the Ravens there. Um, my favorite of your picks, Jalen Phillips to Cleveland or JC Horn to Dallas. 
Yeah, it's all good. I got you. The uh, Jared's over there choking on water per usual. My fa- my favorite of yours was easily uh, we we discussed in the first half was the the trade for both of us where I got J C Horn and then you got Devonte Smith for the Lions who desperately need talented pass catchers. Yeah, that was my favorite one. We had kind of already touched on that one, so I wanted to touch on some of the other picks. But uh, a lot of fun, brother. I really enjoy doing these every year. We'll see how close we were as compared to 2019 and how it actually shakes out. So um, that's going to do it for us here on Out of the Blue. Make sure that you like, share, subscribe, wherever you get your podcast, whether that be Spotify, Apple Music, wherever. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Mason Brew. I am Jared. That is Andy. This is Out of the Blue. We'd like to remind you that wherever you go, go blue. Thank you.